BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. A U.S. citizen from Imperial County who was held in immigration detention for over a year, most of it in solitary confinement, is suing the private prison company that detained him. KQED immigration editor Taiki Hendricks reports. In 2019, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement detained Carlos Murillo, thinking he was undocumented. It took 14 months before ICE let him go. But that's not the reason he's suing the prison company, Management and Training Corporation. It's because they locked him in isolation with scarce human contact for most of the 14 months. Not as punishment, but supposedly to keep him safe from gang problems at the Calexico facility. Murillo's lawsuit says he was alone for 23 hours a day in a tiny cell, denied services, fresh air, and calls to his family. The company disputes the conditions, but they turned down his many requests to be released from solitary. Murillo's lawyer, Ellen Leonida, says the way he was treated caused lasting harm to his mental health. What they did was extreme and outrageous, and they should be prevented from doing this to anybody else. Murillo says the company violated California law and ICE's own detention standards. For the California Report, I'm Taiki Hendricks. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Let's turn to California's decades-long fight against air pollution and more recently climate change and to a place that's going to be crucial to that fight. The California Air Resources Board, or CARB, which regulates car and truck pollution in the state, will soon fully open its new laboratory and emissions testing center in the Southern California city of Riverside. As work begins at the facility, the California report got a special sneak preview of what's inside. Here's our story. All right, here we go. 
The first thing that hits you when you step inside CARB's new air pollution lab is just how big it is. This has the kind of feel of a, I mean, it's enormous, like an aircraft hangar kind of feel when you walk in for yes. the first time. Yes. The size of six football fields, the lab, which won't fully open until this summer, will be kind of like the NASA of smog research. It's where the state will study air pollution and test vehicles in all shapes and sizes to make sure they're clean enough to operate on California's roads. CARB spokesperson Linda Lambert is my escort. So you are in our light duty wing. That's what the LD is. We have seven test cells, so you're seeing a few of them. In those test cells, each the size of a spacious garage, vehicles are hooked up to sensors and are then driven on the automotive equivalent of a treadmill. John Swanton, an air pollution test specialist, speaks to me over the noise of one test in progress for a Nissan Versa. He's going through a simulated road course, so it's a series of accelerations, decelerations, uh, pauses and idling. And what's happening is the emissions are being measured the whole time and then we're going to get a grams per mile reading of smog corning emissions. Beyond cars, this lab will also test a range of other kinds of pollution spewing machines, from gas-powered lawnmowers to big commercial trucks, which CARB says now make up the single biggest source of smog-forming emissions in the state. That means heavy-duty vehicle emissions testing will be a priority of this lab. Experts have long worried about the health threat commercial vehicles in particular pose to poor Black and Latino Californians living near industrial areas and freeways. Annette Bear is the deputy executive officer of CARB. We've realized that these communities suffer more pollution than their neighbors. And so I think this place is going to focus a lot more on that, this new place, a lot more on that heavy-duty element than we could before. Along with making sure vehicles meet the state's clean air standards, which are tougher than federal standards, carb emission testers are also always on the lookout for possible cheating by vehicle manufacturers. This agency, after all, helped uncover one of the auto industry's biggest environmental scandals. Today, Volkswagen admitted that it rigged 11 million cars to defraud pollution tests. The U.S. Justice Department is looking into criminal charges. In 2014 and 15, technicians at CARB's old lab just east of Los Angeles, along with researchers in West Virginia and at the U.S. EPA, discovered Volkswagen and other automakers like Mercedes had installed software in their diesel vehicles to deliberately evade accurate emissions testing. The software made it look like cars were polluting way less than they actually were. Dubbed Dieselgate, CARB testing helped catch Volkswagen red-handed, says Bear. VW admitted finally to us after going back and forth with us that they actually did put in some programming that cheated the emission control systems. But once it was discovered, we immediately said, you can't sell these cars. But CARB's giant new lab partly exists because of the cheating scandal. As part of a wider settlement with the state of California, the state took more than $150 million of VW money to help build this facility, more than a third of its total cost. Looking ahead, this new lab has to be prepared for some of the biggest changes ever in automotive history, namely the growing popularity of electric vehicles and California's goal of eliminating the sale of all new gas-powered cars in the state by the year 2035. But what does an emissions lab test for if a car doesn't have emissions? Again, Annette Hebert. So this facility 
is going to be able to test pure electric vehicles, mostly focused on battery durability, because it's not going to do any consume, you know, any good if you get an electric car, the battery only lasts three or four years. You know, you want it to last 10, 12, 15 years. We want to uh, test to make sure that they have a durable, useful life for the, you know, the whole life of the electric vehicle. But Bear says that even with all the talk about electric cars, gas-powered vehicles will still be on California's roads for decades to come, meaning emissions testing and the war against smog will remain relevant. Weaning ourselves completely off of fossil fuels, Bear cautions, won't be quick and it won't be easy. And that's the California Report for Monday, April 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.